someone once mentioned to me about kind of life being like a, a Tetris game, you know, like where you've got you've got these blocks coming down at you and it's like there's a family block and there's a work life and there's the mental block. And when you're not ready for things, you know, when you've not got yourself in, in a right zone, they come at you in the wrong angle, don't they? And they're literally on top of you. And, and like I say, when, when you're in the flow, which we mentioned before, you effortlessly turn them and it clears a zone, which was the run with Paula. Welcome to Move With Gratitude, a brand new podcast from us here at Run Grateful. My name is Mark White and I'm the founder of Run Grateful, which is a social initiative aimed at growing a global running community with a focus on gratitude practice, using the power of movement as our vehicle. Join me as I have insightful conversations with others as we dive deep into personal stories, talking all things movement and gratitude. We hope you enjoy the episodes as much as we enjoyed recording them. And don't forget, don't just run, run grateful. Welcome, welcome. Uh, Another Saturday morning here in sunny-ish Hackney Wick. There's a bit of a blue sky, uh, mostly cloudy. So that's your weather update for today. Um, Really pleased to be here this morning with two great guests. So David and Paula, good morning, welcome. Morning. Hey Mark, nice Good to morning. see you, buddy. So uh, we will, I will let you uh, share a little bit the ABCs of kind of who you are and where you're from, and um, and then we can dive into today's chat. You know, I'm up for talking all things gratitude and movement and running so I guess you guys are because that's why you're here so uh so that's okay you're smiling so that's a good that's a good uh that's a good sign so yeah uh, let's start with you David just the kind of the ABCs of, of of who you are my friend yeah um well Mark thank you very much for inviting Paul and myself it's uh yeah wonderful to be here in our local manor of mm. Hackney mm-hmm. um yeah I mean I started um sort of running but, you know, I was sort of quite a prolific runner in school days, Mark. You know, I think that that kind of stayed with me. I had, like all of us, I'm sure, I had a bit of sort of misadventures in my 20s and uh, early 30s. And again, I sort of, um, I was very lucky, I feel. I sort of stumbled back in into running. And um, it, it wasn't one thing at the beginning, you know, it was quite a few different things that kind of eventually brought me to what I would call kind of ultra running, ultra marathons. And this concept of, I guess, sort of finding yourself, but also adventure through mm. something typically more than a marathon distance. And um, yeah, so I I personally sort of took part in races for about kind of six, seven years and then the idea of Camino Ultra began uh, initially myself and like lifelong friend uh, Darren Daz Strachan. Um, we yeah we just we just loved the concept of ultra marathons and all of the things that uh, I'm sure we we share amongst ourselves about what it can do for you as an individual and the kind of gratitude it can kind of um, potentially offer so we had a very simple sort of idea which was to bring um, 50k uh, races um, and base them in and around London because there's a lot of great opportunities to kind of get out to the lakes uh, into Wales which as we all know there is sort of an impact 
to getting out on the road, carbon footprint and sort of family impact. So yeah, just build them here in and around London and curate a, an opportunity for people to kind of experience what we know we'd fallen in love with. Brilliant. Okay. There's certain things that come to mind there, so we'll, <laughs> we'll go back to that in a second. And uh, in yourself, Paula? Um, yeah, so again, I, I did a bit of running when I was at school, and then it just fell by the wayside for a very long time. But I suppose running became really important to me um, after I had my kids, so especially my second child. Um, I just needed to do something for myself and um, started running slowly, kind of short distances, just trying to get out of the house, get some headspace, yeah. kind of get myself together. And I kind of really realised how powerful that was for me to, to be able to clear my thoughts, get fitter. Um, I've got two boys that are really super active as well. So that was another really important thing, wanting to be able to keep up with them, take them out on adventures. And yeah, the more I ran, the more I wanted to run. Um, I joined a running club, started doing a few half marathons. Um, I trained for a couple of marathons. And I think at that point, I kind of realised that I wanted to run further and okay. was really kind of captivated with this idea of running an ultra marathon um, and luckily I bumped into David I was on a run um, I think we were running down the canal and, and we got talking and he told oh, me wow. about Camino okay. and what he was doing and at that point I decided I'd like a running coach so David and Darren became he sold you the dream my, he, he did he did yeah. very well but not only that actually what what happened was um I kind of went from wondering how on earth I could do something as massive as running an ultra marathon, Absolutely. you know, fitting that in around my kids, my job and everything else that went on. And um, yeah, and they, they just made it possible. And over that time, we became really good friends. Um, I started, I went back and studied um, doing a degree in sports fitness and coaching with the Open University and I've done my England athletics kind of coaching qualifications and then over time I started coaching and become part of Camino, um, helping them organise their events and stuff which has been amazing, yeah, something I'm like massively grateful for, you know, that running journey kind of started with, you know, barely being able to drag yes. myself out the house and sort of ended up with me, you know, running 100 kilometers and becoming a running coach so wow. yeah it's been amazing wow great <laughs> i've got a big smile on my face uh, <laughs> no it's great when you can relate in these ways and you, you hear you know headlines which, which you two are just uh, uh fed back there just to get the the conversation going and yeah it's just amazing just as you know just as human beings to kind of be in in the company of like-minded people and getting seeing the smiles on your faces when you're talking about running and connection and that you know, uh, what do they call it, chance meetings, if you can call it that, between you two down the canal and what's happened as a consequence. And, you know, I can relate to the, uh, you know, I've got two girls, so not, not the two boys situation, but um, but just how running fitted in at the time. You know, I had a lot of friends that are really keen cyclists and as well as being a very expensive habit. Um, it just always felt like you had to go out for quite long and um, I mean, don't get me wrong, ultra training is, is quite long but just, you know, if I could just pop out for 20 minutes, half hour go on a quick run, the benefits that I got from that it didn't really impact the family time I wasn't gone for a great deal of time 
and uh, and yeah, what I've got from that, you know, in between the years, as you kind of suggested, that headspace was, just, yeah, just a, an amazing gift, you know. Um, so I can re- I can definitely relate to that, and and just both of you really just creating this space, you know, with the platform you you've created, where, you know, you've got a lot from running and movement, etc., and just to provide opportunities for others to maybe get some of what you've got is just well, that's just where it goes up a notch, you know, and it's just nice that there's people willing to kind of put themselves out there and show up and to create these events because, as we all know, behind the scenes, they're not that straightforward. And um, let alone, you know, some of the routes, you know, you've, you guys probably come up with and the distances that we're talking about. But, um, but yeah, you know, at my own, I'm not an ultra runner. Yet. Yet. Uh, <laughs> yet. No, no, absolutely yet. So just to give a little bit of context to, to myself was I started to run a little bit and then because I went out more often than not you tend to go a bit further and maybe get a bit quicker you know running my relationship with running has never been about that uh, but yeah it just happens isn't it it's just just naturally just a byproduct of doing what I just shared I do uh, and then only a couple of, and I've been running for about 10 years and then a good friend of mine uh, he's an ultra runner uh, he heads up one of our running communities. I'm also founder of a running group called Your Town Runners. So he heads up one of our towns. And uh, and the way you, you described, very similar to yourself really, uh, the way he described ultra running was like time on your feet, time outdoors. And as soon as he positioned it like that, in between words, I was like, okay. I said, I've never done a marathon either, by the way. I was like, okay, that sounds attractive. So I signed up to a couple of ultra runners uh ultra runs last year N- not yours by the way but you know you're going to be my first one that I do now and uh and yeah listen what happened happened last year I then took on a couple of other little challenges um and run grateful was born uh which I won't I've been talking far too much so I won't go into the final details of that a lot of people know that so yeah through the ultra running run grateful was born in a roundabout way so uh so yeah there is there is a link there but like I said enough about me so but that's um yeah, a little bit of uh, where I come from, running-wise, so we're all on the same page. So, yeah, listen, let's talk about the gratitude element, uh, maybe, and bring that into it. Um, there's a few grateful miles to be had in, in ultra-running, isn't there? So I just, what's the, let's go back to the beginning of, of your first ultra-race and, and leading up to that. Yeah, what, what was that like? What was the first one that you did? What, what was the feeling? What was the challenge like, in between the years? Like, what, what was that kind of process of getting to the finish line and thinking, okay, like I'm going to do this again or, or whatever? Over to you, David. There's, uh, it sort of it evokes sort of, sort of so many sort of emotions for me. I thinking exactly to what you were just saying there, Mark. I, I, I feel sort of very... Uh, lucky and grateful again that in those very early days um, yeah, things were very kind of um, unstructured you know I think we described it as misadventure (laughs) exactly exactly a lot of misadventures Um, I I was I was working with a a couple of really close friends Mark uh, a guy called uh, Jamie uh, as well as um, Darren who I mentioned before and um, we we just wanted to uh, raise some money for um, uh, Jamie has a, a beautiful daughter called Holly who has a condition called hemiplegia, which is where you're born with a, a stroke, either sort of left side or right side, and it can be quite minor. It can be quite kind of major. It can kind of be brain 
impact. And, um, you know, we love Jamie to bits and Holly, and we just wanted to raise some money. And as you know extremely well, you know, we've kind of gone through this thing, haven't we, in the UK where, you know, everyone's been fundraising for yeah. a long time yeah. to, so, to sort of go back and to get asked for more money from your friends and family however kind they are for kind of like a 10k or a marathon it, it, it's not easy so we were thinking about you know what we could do and the charity themselves said you know we can give you a London marathon place and we were like you know this is the problem everyone's doing the London marathon and they said oh well we can give you a, a Brighton marathon place which is the uh, weekend before London and we were like okay well this is interesting we can kind of do two marathons in, in a week maybe that will get a few more quid and then uh, one bright spark and it definitely wasn't me mark said well why don't we in the middle of the week get the train down to brighton and then we'll run from brighton to london and we can promote it that we're doing four marathons in a week oh well and obviously that that specific run from brighton to london is I mean, it's one of the world's oldest uh, ultra marathon um, runs itself it's been in the history books for many hundreds of years and I know it's one of the ones that uh, Paul is uh, very fond of and and it, it was that specific day you know it was that um, that challenge just you did, you did it as a trio yeah yeah we did okay. we, we at the one of the one of the you know the sort of real kind of major shifts for me was um you know, we we invited a lot of the people that we were asking money for, and we said, "Look, you know, um, when we're about ten miles away from the finish point in Greenwich, why don't you come and share the journey with us?" Amazing. And thinking that no one would actually come, but you know, at least we would put the offer out there, and we had hundreds of people. So we had this kind of dual thing that not only did we feel like sort of kings and queens for the day that we'd at this point done something with kind of huge running enormity mm. but we were kind of carried on mass for these last 10 miles with these you know happy sprightly are oh, you you know you guys are amazing type thing but it, but you know we felt we felt yeah, very we, uplifting totally uplifting yeah, yeah, we felt yeah. them you know and I think that that just got under my skin from that day. So whilst yes, there's been uh, <laughs> a lot of um, one-upmanship, you know. So like, okay, we did 100k, or let's do 100 miles, or then do 24 hours and do and do more. It it's always within the wow. Never forget that you know you can take people on that journey, and then you know they can do things that then inspire you you know they become the people that kind of go off and find other routes and things so that that was that was the thing for me that particular day where I found something more about just this long day spent amongst mm. the community and uh, it was hard I mean we made a lot of mistakes that day mm. from a pure running point of view like the top 10 things not to do when attempting your first ultra marathon and how long ago was this how long ago yeah so that was that was about 12 years ago now okay All right. yeah and uh yeah yeah it was a wonderful you've got a few more miles in your legs since then I'll, I would guess yeah 
quite a few. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, fantastic. And, and Paula, you're... Um, that's just such a great story, by the yeah. way, because I think it really um, makes you realise that one thing I've found about ultra running is that community aspect to it. Yeah. When you're doing longer runs, you're, you're out with people for a really long period of time. And actually, that's quite something. You really get the opportunity to kind of connect with people in a big way. Um, yeah, and I think that was one of the things when I did my first ultra it was uh, it was the Essex Way challenge running event and they did various formats so you, it's an out and back route that you do a number of times and you can do a, a 30 mile or a 50 mile or I think there was even a 100 mile of that day it was my first 100 ones. miles out and back yeah just wow. yeah that's a lot of a, a lot of a lot of laps I can't remember how exactly how many laps it is but I had done London Marathon that had been a previous goal and it had really loved being part of that experience I mean it's very moving to be part of the London Marathon and seeing all of those people kind of running raising money um, and I was kind of pretty fit off the back of doing that and I wanted to capitalize on that I really wanted I wanted more of an adventure and I think that's the things that I'd started to read about ultra running and the people I'd spoken to it kind of really felt like there was adventure to be had on on longer runs you were you're going somewhere a bit different you know you need your little backpack you've got mm. to think about your snacks you know peanut butter sandwiches in the back Cheers, um, jam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and so I was kind of really sort of you know as a busy working mum that little picture of that adventure was hugely important to me and I wanted to try it out and yeah and on that run you know pretty normal out and back route but the people I met along the way um you know the stories that you hear you'll be running and you'll sort of just click in alongside someone for a while you hear their story running with with one guy who was his first ultra since he'd had heart surgery um Jeff <laughs> he and turns out you know he's a pretty bad badass runner but I'm running alongside him thinking oh I'll soon be overtaking him as he's telling me a story about his his recent heart operation and then he just turns around and says see you yeah. and, and off he <laughs> off he trots and you know moments where had a big wobble you know hadn't run that far before wasn't feeling great you know some someone just ran beside me for a while we had a lovely chat you know he calmed me right down sent me on my way and uh, you know after you know the experience of doing that and connecting with all those people once I'd done one I, kn I knew straight away I was I was going to do more and and I have done <laughs> yeah quite a few so yeah. where, where do you find like I can imagine for you know throughout that that the process of the, the training as well uh, let alone the actual event day just like mentally just like where where you go kind of what, what your go-to tricks or kind of that just that you need at any given moment like when you're going through not just the, just the meal but just yeah where, where do you where do you go mentally Paula like when, when you're in these kind of long yeah that's a really good question actually and I think that kind of has for me developed over time as but I've become okay. more experienced at running further I think when you start running and your training's going up and you're doing longer distances there's a there's a lot more noise around in in how you're feeling a lot more things that you sort of need time to digest and process and realize that you you don't really need to necessarily 
think about those things or worry about those little aches and pains or whatever it's a lot of stuff that over time you kind of sort of I suppose you process and then you you move on um you know I spend quite a lot of time kind of trying to be present in the present moment trying to focus on on how I'm feeling contact my feet are making with the ground Mm. you um and you know concentrating not concentrating on my breathing but just feeling my breath and just trying to connect to to being in the moment because for me I think that's where I get the most benefit uh from it it's the place that I really want to be um and that I find really enjoyable and for me that's you know over the course of an ultramarathon you don't stay there all time you know it's definitely an oscillation you know you'll be feeling really in the moment and then you're worrying about your kids or thinking about dinner or all of those things they all come into your head but um the case of maybe taking your yourself kind of back back to those moments but there's plenty of time in ultras to have lots of those little moments and they and they really add up and and sometimes you get great long periods where you just you know you feel that flow and everything just feels so good and you can't quite believe you know you've you've run 70 kilometers you're doing that with your own two feet under your own volition and you know there's a story to how you got there as well there's the training there's those early mornings when you you know you didn't want to get out of bed but you stuck your trainers on anyway and got out at six in the morning to get your run done before the kids were up and so you kind of it's sort of there's a realization as as well when you're doing kind of the an event that you kind of feel that kind of complete journey Mm. you know love that love that yourself yeah i mean uh I, i i kind of want to make it relatable to something that's happened to me in the last week i mean um uh, a week or so ago, I, I went out for this run with Paula uh, and, and our very dear friend uh, Stephen. And you know, if I could have bottled that day, I mean, it, it was the essence of everything for me. You know, we li- we were giddy, weren't we, Paula? We were literally and and you know, with yourself, Mark. I know we've got you know, we've got a lot of sort of shared interests, haven't we? Like in the sort of people we've met and the people that have really kind of sparked something in us you know and I think you know the the three of us we were just bouncing around in our heads you know have you listened to this uh you know the big run podcast with uh Ryan about Feldenkrais you know and and we were like oh and and we spoke to this coach you know someone we're coaching we were talking about this and and we just kind of zipped along and it was just a glory it was the one of those few uh warm sunny days (laughs) that we seem to have lost and Paul was just like, I- I'm taking you to the ponds in Hampstead. And we, you know, we'd run, you know, 10, 13 miles in a blink and we stripped off and we were then in the Hampstead ponds and we were just loving everything about life and London. And we ran back again and we were equally on a high. And I kind of wonder why I want to mention it is because uh, yesterday I went out and I almost replicated the same run route and I was in a real funk. You know, I mean, my head wasn't in a good place. Paula wasn't there. Yeah. You know, I was. I was Where was you, Paula? <laughs> I, I was. Working. I was absolutely in the in the why zone. You know, what? What? Why am I here? Okay. You know, what? What, what is the point? You know, what? Why? You know, where am I running to? Why am I running there? You know, and and I kind of I was for quite a while. I was just like, 
you know, someone once mentioned to me about kind of life being like a, a Tetris game, you know, like where you've sure. got you've got these blocks coming down at you and it's like there's a family block and there's a work life and there's the mental block. And when you're not ready for things, you know, when you've not got yourself in, in a right zone, they come at you in the wrong angle, don't they? And they're literally on top of you. And, and like I say, when, when you're in the flow, which we mentioned before, you effortlessly turn them yes. and it clears a zone, which was the run with Paula. And, you know... I want to go running with Paula. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> let's let's, yeah, let's definitely go, go running Paul's, together. Paul's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Right. For sure. What happened? And, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of grateful for... You know, cause I, I wasn't... I wasn't full of answers in that particular run, but I think within within the sort of the 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 day itself, within that run, I managed to sort of run myself into a better place. Yeah, and I've done that a lot in the past, and I think that is the thing that Paula mentioned. Sometimes I don't know why, and I don't know how, but I know if I lace up and I get out the house. And I'd love to know how you can kind of convert it quicker. I totally believe and subscribe to you, Mark, that, you know, in the grateful run, it, it's a one step, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's not about 10 miles and 50 miles. But for me, sometimes I need to be out for 14, 20 miles and just go, ah, oh, that yeah. suddenly feels like I've released the noise and I'm, I'm on a solo run I shouldn't have been on a solo run. I should have gathered up a few people, but I didn't. But now it just feels a little bit better. And again, I, I actually went, you know, that sort of classic situation that you can find yourself in with social media where I, you know, the watch automatically uploads into my Strava account okay. and I suddenly get ping, 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 ping. <laughs> and I looked on and suddenly people were saying such beautifully kind things about this run that I was in a real funk of. And a part of me wanted to go back and say, oh, you just don't know how tough it was. And, you know, I wish I'd have done this better. But I just responded back gratefully that, you know, that was just so kind that people were part of this community. Absolutely. Saying, well, m mostly nice things. I actually, I actually ended up doing 0.1 of a kilometre less than a marathon. And lots of kind of mathematical nerds were like, oh, why have you just gone out and done fractionally less than a marathon? I was like, oh, no, have I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so that, that's... You know, still learning, Mark. You know, I'm going to rename now my runs uh, the Funk Run. So, <laughs> so you'll know now that if I'm having a particular yeah. day, like you said, in between the years, that that's, that's yeah, now being renamed them runs. I normally just call them like I needed that. <laughs> I run last night actually from the office, uh, I needed that run, uh, which is quite good. But yeah, you said a couple of, uh, well, you both did the obvious some some good stuff there and it's just about like everything's always got its place isn't it you know no matter what the run is what the circumstance how you're feeling whether you want to go out whether you don't it's it's all it's all leading somewhere you know it's one of my you know little things that I've got going on uh, that's above me no one can see me my hand gesture at the moment but in the office here we've got everywhere leads somewhere and it is like we need them experiences and I suppose that is kind of in the question um, to you both about like where do we go mentally sometimes because it can't always be rainbows and butterflies can it and it can't always be sunshine and jumping in lakes you know as you just beautifully described and you know and when sometimes I question like oh why 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 it, instantaneously more often than not I just always say like why not 
you know, what's the alternative? Where would I be now otherwise just not thinking about going out? At least I'm out. And like you mentioned, it's kind of that glass half full mentality, which, you know, really trying to get into the fabric of, of Run Grateful in particular, you know, because I share it all the time, like my go-to more often than not if I'm struggling. And there is a difference between, you know, not going out because you need to listen to your body and, you know, you don't want to kind of use running as a, an obsession where you go out regardless and you beat yourself up and, you know, you have structured, like, I must go out. Like my relationship with running, I try very hard for it to be a bit more relaxed than that, you know, not chasing no PBs, etc. But, you know, I just think I'm lucky enough to move, you know, and whether it's a K or a 10K or 13 or whatever it is, you know, just take advantage of that superpower, you know, and I really see it as a superpower. I remember days, you know, just historically I've had some life experiences where I couldn't move so much and I've been ill and in hospital and various bits and pieces have happened, you know, and I, I would have, you know, I couldn't even go to the toilet on my own and I just think, oh, what I'd give to go walk a mile, let alone run a mile, you know, and, and I always try and remember them days as just, okay, listen, you, you'll be all right, you know, just just go out, as you mentioned, just lace up, and and just go, you know, you're never going to go home and think, oh, why did I do that? Yeah, <laughs> why did I go out, you know? And if you never, and this is what I love about what can happen whilst running and what happens as a consequence of just kind of finding something that we've all found. Like, if you hadn't gone out on that day where you met Paula on the canal, like, you wouldn't be here now, you wouldn't have connected, you wouldn't have done, and I just love that, you know, just that consequence of showing up and just putting one foot in front of the other. You never know what's around the corner, who's around the corner, and, uh, you know, it's really obvious, you know, you two have got an, an amazing uh, relationship there and uh, and amongst a couple of other people that you've mentioned. How, how does it work for you, Mark? I mean, I guess for all three of us, when when we know the answer, but sometimes we don't naturally do it, what are the things that kind of reconnect you to say, OK, I remember that that works for me? Or as you said, I'm, I can remember those times where I couldn't do these things this is a, this is a sort of thing isn't it where you yeah, yeah, yeah. try and um sort of uh, coach people for the first time and you know what are the things that help you remind yourself about you know redoing yeah. that first step yeah. it is very much it is that it is coaching yourself and it's not an overnight thing you've never reached that final destination with it you know because uh, I, f- I forgot what one of you two described it as like the noise, you know, and that's one of my little sayings as well, like the noise of the world. It, you know, it tries very, very, very hard, you know, on certain days or moments to kind of, yeah, corrupt your mind, you know, and it is, it's a big world corrupts and stuff, and but it does. So it's really just coaching, like just repetition, you know, very similar to training for an ultra or whatever. It's just, it's the ultra of the mind, I suppose, as I'm talking out loud to you guys now about it. And, yeah, just years and years of, you know, uh, moments in time where you're pushed into a corner and it's just like, okay, what's my choice? We've always got choices, always, you know, with our outlook, our perception and, you know, never belittling circumstance and what's going on because sometimes it's okay to be sad or to be angry and so it's not denying that, yeah, life is, is life, you know, and, and as, as a byproduct of showing up and lacing up, creates an environment in which you're inviting certain conversations and situations that might fill you with a bit of anxiety and all that kind of stuff so so yeah it's just years and and, and running has been an absolutely huge vehicle for me to really practice things because it's a time on my feet 
where I'm on my own, you know, it's only recently I've got into the habit of listening to maybe a bit of music or whatever, or a podcast, your podcast the other day, actually. Um, so I've used that as a time, you know, and that's a big kind of reason for Run Grateful is just like gratitude running for me has been happening for a long time. You know, I've used it as a as a time for me to really focus on the good in my life and that glass half full. But also I've been doing some mantra runs lately. You know, I've, I'm entering into a, a new phase of my development you know I'm evolving as a human with some of the things I'm getting up to in life and so just using my runs as a way of coaching myself say listen you're going to be okay everything's going to be okay it's okay it's okay thousands of times while I'm out for my run and I'll call it a mantra run and just like yeah just you know back yourself it's all right you know because I suffer with self-doubt etc so I liked that word that you use because I was thinking of that myself as we've been talking that practice yes so like you know as in a practice something that you commit to that you do regularly that is an opportunity to learn that's part of a journey like you know we talk about like meditation and yoga and things like that they're kind of sort of known as practices but I I think running is is the same and gratitude as well it's a practice it's something that you know maybe you're not going to wake up and be able to do on day one like no one's getting out of bed and running a marathon you know if they haven't run before and it can take many many very very tiny steps to get there but if you practice something over time you you do you go on a journey and it's you give you get like you were saying you give yourself the opportunity to learn to put yourself in situations that maybe take you outside your comfort zone and in those spaces there's a, a massive opportunity for learning yeah, it's huge um, you know with an open mind you know there, there really is so many teachings just in just not just in running in, in in any activity that you choose to do or want to do whatever direction that takes you in whether it's you know your, your social 5ks that you enjoy doing just to get out and meet others or, or going you know the other end of the scale with, with ultras you know but yeah it's just having that open mind and just knowing that you know running can bring two things it can bring that instant gratification which is sometimes healthy and needed and it's like you can go for blitz you know a, a two mile sprint or a mile sprint or a 5k or a 10k or whatever and you get back and you think okay yeah I needed that you know one of them I needed that runs but knowing also that within that you know it's a lifelong as you mentioned it's, it's a lifelong practice you know and one run's going to be different to another run and different you know uh, experiences as, as you've alluded to as well with your um fudge run the, the, the other day so <laughs> so yeah listen let's just be open you know we're, we're not the same tomorrow that we're going to be today that I was yesterday you know it's just what served me yesterday ain't going to serve me today and just know it knowing that but there's certain structures within your day which you know more often than not need to stay the same you know in order to yeah you know just to uplift that practice and inspire that practice because you yeah, left our own devices maybe it's like no not today thank you do it tomorrow <laughs> there's um yeah there's there's always some kind of quite wonderful you know bigger challenges aren't there in terms of like the equation that we're i think we all subscribe to the you know a, a run equals some kind of calm doesn't it yes. and, and and offers us an opportunity to to, as, as Paula said, it's, it can be, and it is definitely for myself, a, a, you know, a, a really great form of meditation. But I know as kind of like uh, run coaches, <laughs> in inverted commas, the, the challenge for us is, okay, you know, um, you, you meet someone and you ask them what their goals are. And they say, you know, I want to win this race. Okay. 
and you say, fantastic, you know, I, as a coach, I want to help you win that race. But there's always going to be a spectrum, isn't there, where you could, and this applies to many people in different forms of life, you, you can push them quite hard to, to, a, to a limit, to their limit. And if you start that journey by saying, you know, wh- what is it that you want to do? Do you want to be running and feeling grateful for this for the rest of your life? Or do you want me to push you to the, to the edge of the cliff where you may have a very sustained period where you can't run? And I know that's a really difficult choice for yeah. some people. I know some really great runners who don't race because they don't wish for there to be a period in their life okay. where they're, on, they're unable to run. And I totally understand that. But I'm still challenged by it because I still love racing. I yeah. love the community of racing. I love the fact that as human potential, you know, you can push yourself to these limits. Yeah. But they come with consequences. And I think we all know, don't we, that that, that, that totally inverts the, the, the equation, which feels like a good equation, doesn't yeah. it? Like the and I think there's, I think there's a time in, in, in all of our lives where we're encouraged, uh, maybe physically we're at our peak or whatever, even describe it, where we want to push ourselves really, don't we? In, in, whether that be through running, just say, okay, how far can I go or, or kind of how fast can I go? Like I mentioned, like running for me has never been about that. But even when the ultra kind of started to be entertained, I was like, okay, like, yeah, like uh, how far can I go here? And it's just that curiosity, isn't there? And, you know, and it sounds like you're very able, Paul, I mean, you're both very able, but, you know, you really took to... The, the racing element as well is that something have you got that drive that you felt like was needed in your life at that time because obviously before the ultra world was you you both mentioned you were kind of active in your earlier days etc so it was just something that yeah you always see yourself doing um yeah i think well i think one of the first conversations that i had with david and darren when i started coaching with them i think we had that what do you want to get out of this conversation and I'm pretty sure I said I want to be running when I'm 100 you know it was really important for me like to to, for it to be sustainable and 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 for it to be something that I could carry on doing but yeah in the same respect I really enjoy races I think just to butt in this when you said I wanted to run 200 did David say that is what 100 miles? Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, 100 races. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 100 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, okay, for sure. Well. I was like, yeah, this, this is this is a long. I had to, at that point, I definitely had a long term okay. view. But in the meantime, yeah, he's definitely taken me to the dark side. And yes. I've done 100k. I'm doing my first 100 miler next May. So um, yeah, lots of hundreds uh, yeah, in that we'll in that picture. Take a few grateful miles in that 100 mile. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, oh, wow. definitely. Okay, but yeah, definitely. go on. It's back in. Uh, Back when you were getting coached, uh, yeah, yeah, but but I think the the part about racing, I think initially, I felt like doing races gave a bit more, um, bit more oomph, like to, um, like uh, sticking to my training runs and like having those goals gave me a bit more credibility. I think that's the word I was looking for. I could say to my family guys I'm running London Marathon sorry I'm going to be out doing a three-hour run and nobody could say anything they couldn't go oh no what are we going to do this or do that I've kind of and uh, but they're also enjoyable you you know from the races you get a lot of fun you know doing big events with people and uh, is there a favorite um, event that you've done 
I know you put your own on, so you're a bit, but is there... Of course, you, the Camino events are totally brilliant, and as you will find out. Yes, no, 100%. As you will find out There's already a little soon. thought in my mind about what we could do there. Yeah. Uh, have you ran outside of the UK? Um, not races, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if I'm on holiday, I mean, I'm, I'm running around for sure. Yeah. But um, no, my favourite race so far was my 100k that I did London to Brighton. We were talking about that route, London to Brighton. It's pretty like iconic route. And, um, and yeah, and it was a really fantastic experience. One of those days where everything came together. Yeah. And the big thing, I enjoyed it. You know, I was truly you know, um, felt very joyful and grateful, like really deeply. You know, sometimes you want to feel like that, but it doesn't quite come. And But of when course. you have that experience, when you're you're there and you're doing it and you kind of feel it inside, you know, yes. um, for me, it was kind of, yeah, a really big moment when, you know, that was very, very clear to me you know what, what that meant yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and so yeah moment, you don't eh? you don't forget kind of runs like that you know they and stay talking about being joyful uh, no, with, with with both of you look just mentality in in life i know, I know you've uh, alluded to david the, the uh you know i forgot the way you described it now but you know misadventures or whatever but you know as you've matured or kind of got older or you know had more life experience and found like-minded people you know you seem to be at a certain stage in life both of you feel like you've you know you're happy you know more often than not and you've found something in life which is you know inspiring and uh, you know you've got a meaning you know if that's the right way of putting it but but yeah is that talking about some of the uh, the answer to your question when I was saying about is that very coaching yourself over the years and having to go to certain things and experience certain things to kind of get to this place is yeah over the years is it you've been without going too deep is there been situations where has been a bit of a, a life moment whether it be you know becoming a mum or whatever you thought okay like I need to change here or to kind of shift in a, in a new direction I'm looking at you in particular I'm, not, I'm going back to your how you introduced yourself so I'm, in, I'm intrigued by what you've meant by that yeah I mean I don't mind sharing no no no, no. I, I love it I, let's get deep let's, let's go. <laughs> we've got 10 minutes let's see where we can go in 10 minutes I'm only joking however long it takes I'm sure I'm sure my story is very similar to you know most of the listeners in as much as I found it so easy to um you know, fall into traps. And um, yeah, I, I look back on those times, Mark. And I mean, I, I was actually working for the, the world's largest drinks company. Um, so it wasn't that hard to find myself at parties or drinks related events. And um, th- something very peculiar happened in, in this company where, because it was a global company, they had the kind of wonderful HR structure. And every time that you um, reached a, a sort of um, a major kind of age, you know, like, you know, 30, 40, 50. I was you, going to say 21. But go on. <laughs> 21. Yeah. That, that you, you would have an entire day of, of a medical. Wow. It, was, it was incredible. So, you know, it was everything you could possibly think of from, from you know, mental health. And, th- and this is going back, obviously, you know, I'm a little bit older yeah. than 30 okay. now. Yeah. Um, and I had this, I, and I, 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 I promise you, I, I cried. And I don't cry that often during this day because I was getting so much feedback, which was like, 
yeah, you, you need to sort yourself out. You know, you're, okay. you're, you're, you're not scoring very well <laughs> in your heart rate, you know, in your cholesterol. You know, even the psychiatrist was like saying, yeah, the way you're describing your lifestyle, okay. th- there's just very little healthy stuff that you're putting into the mix here. And it was just like a, a, a eureka moment. You know, it was just like something's got to change. And again, I was... Looking back on it now, I feel very, very lucky that um, there was there was a gym at, at the work, and I was totally dismissive of the gym. I was the, you know, the least likely person to be there. And when I went there, it was very superficial. And there was this wonderful lady that ran the gym, and uh, she was an American lady. She was incredibly brash, and she sort of talked to me a little bit as like this useless human being and she was just like um you know we're doing a a company london marathon and uh you know i I want you to to join and i was like no no you know i I even remember back then i was like my knees aren't very good you know i can't do this and she said look can you just please just join the training and uh, just give it a few weeks and then if after a few weeks you don't want to do it don't do it I love when people <laughs> position it like that. You know, it's very relaxed. Yeah, I know what they really mean. I, yeah. I, you know, I've I've lived in this area for you know twenty years of my life, and I I can still pinpoint the almost the position I was in Victoria Park where I'd run two or three k. I was bent over double. I had a massive stitch. And I was like, yes, on Monday, I'm going to go back to her and say, I'm out because I'm utterly useless. And I don't know how, but thankfully, I didn't give up. I mean, I was, you know, and and like I say, I can can go back to that point when I'm coaching now. You know, there's there's no place you can start from anywhere, Mark, can't you? That's the thing about love about yourself and what you're what you're inspiring others to do, you know, like, yes, yes, I'm an old, Paul and I, we're ultramarathon coaches, but we'll start anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, we've been there, we've had that stitch, I've had that, you know, plantar fascia, I've had the knees, I've had the, all, you know, and over a sustained period of time. Yeah. Just got to keep chipping away, haven't you? And, 100%. Uh, that, and that, that for me was, like I said, it, it's been, been a wonderful, but, you know, a journey of many kinks and turns and it all started back then when I, I sort of was famous medical kick, kick, <laughs> kicking and screaming yeah, yeah. Uh, to do that first London marathon and I'll always be grateful for that you yeah know? fantastic great Paula was there a moment in time before the canal meeting with, with yeah. this guy yeah I think I think it was at that point after my second child that I when I realized that I needed to to get to get fitter to keep up with them and, and also I'd started to think more about wanting to be a role model like what kind of parent do I what do I want to be yes. you know I've got two boys uh, you know as a woman as well I wanted to show them you know examples of you know strong women who are getting out there and doing stuff and you know Love running that. and getting sweaty and so when I started running after having my my youngest I was running I was doing park run with my oldest child he was six at the time and there weren't many junior park runs then so we were doing the the full 5k so 
as much as you know it was a difficult time for me getting you know back into running after kids but also for you know sort of coaching a six-year-old into doing it with me you know I learned a lot through that like me and my son we really helped each other a lot you know the first time we did a 5k park run I think he did why it was a two-lap course at Wanstead Flats we managed one lap you know a few kind of tears and tantrums at the end but we came back next week and the next week we did the full two laps and then you know and we progressed and you know he's he's a great runner now and uh, but you know park run is is really great for that I love I love park run and now there's more of the junior park runs I'm one of the event I'm event director for London Fields junior park run and that's become really important to me I think seeing how it benefited me and my son at that point when I wanted to get back into running you know giving other people that opportunity to to experience that as well and you we get some really little kids doing the junior park run it's amazing they can do it from the age of four and they can run on their own and the junior park runs. If you do the adult park runs, you have to run with an adult if you're under 12, I think. But this course is set up, we've got lots, it takes a lot of volunteers and marshals, but the course is set up so the kids can run themselves, which is super important because a lot of, you know, these days kids are kind of quite, you know, you're always keeping an eye on them and yep. they don't maybe have so much freedom, but being able to kind of stick them on the start line and just see them go, is it's really brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, there's something, there's just something in that, isn't there? When you see that kind of environment, you know, with, with, with kids in particular, we do, we do a lot of stuff. I mean, even with Run Grateful, uh, I've taken it over from, I've taken it across from uh, another community initiative I was founder of, and it's under the umbrella of We Are Next. So anything that we do with the next generation comes under the, the We Are Next umbrella. It's like the next generation of you know, creatives or whatever the scenario is, you know, just kind of creating opportunities for them to, yeah, just get a sense of some of what gratitude can bring in particular. And we've done these workshops uh, across the world now, South Africa, Canada, uh, all got, we've had it translated into three languages. And it's like this 90 minute online workshop around gratitude and movement and about the Grateful Mile and about, you know, just planting seeds, you know, at this time in their lives to say, listen, like life is harsh or can be harsh. And, you know, we want to encourage you to, you know, go out there and explore and be curious as we've uh, been speaking about. But yeah, just kind of within that, just if there's little, little things you can do along the way to support your you know your, yourself then albeit so yeah, I love that kind of next generation yeah type I of think setup. it's it's, it's really important yeah. giving kids those tools yes. I, I think you know there's a lot kind of that kids don't get from their kind of bog standard education and it's something those are tools that I've learned as an adult and quite late in life and I kind of think wow wouldn't it have been great if if I'd known this when I was a lot younger it's some lessons are harder to learn when you're older but you know you get there eventually but um I think that's you know if, if I if that's something I can share then with younger people here look there's this little tool you know gratitude practice is can really help you 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 know you're doing it with your confidence yeah yeah. and that's that's a big thing especially you know kids are stressed there's a pressure of exams there's been the pressures of lockdown on them so things like that can make a big difference they they empower them to be able to do something for themselves so yeah it's important for me it's that relationship with running you know and you know uh, as a kid all you want to do is run fast God, you know what I mean yes. and just like helpful yeah. so we can sit in there and say this is nice but it's just uh, I remember when I was um, 
I was delivering some of these uh, classroom lessons. You know, we've, we've created this this program that kind of expanded across Hertfordshire, and we were growing it with uh, Ocado, and it was it was amazing. And you know, we we're talking about community and feeling part of where you live because it's all very community orientated about kind of taking part and you know just growing up with a sense of community and kind of being anchored somewhere and and the value that that brings and but centered around running you know there's a common fabric through the work that I do and it's like yeah it sounds great in the playground okay we're gonna do this we're gonna we're gonna go around and we're gonna chat you're gonna get to know you know your your neighbor and talk and bang gone it's like yeah that sounds good all right everyone going screaming and and you you appreciate that at that age that's kind of largely what they want to do but it's it's definitely planting seeds at that age about the relationship with running or movement it hasn't always got to be about PBs or distances and don't judge yourself. I suppose this kind of taps into all kinds of social media and the world as we live in. Don't judge yourself from what other people's experiences could be or, or what they look like they are. You know, what's your own experience? What's your own kind of entry into something? You know, not just running any kind of sport. Like don't want to be like the top or go the fastest and don't let that stop you from starting anywhere you know which feels like a, a big part of the coaching men, uh, mentality that you you know you've got so yeah I, I think very there's, passionate. there's um still still you know following on from what what you were sharing mark which i think is incredible i think it's uh it's worth sort of taking time isn't it for us to think i, I remember listening to this incredible podcast um, by by the head of Nike sort of programming in the States. And, you know, this, this guy said one simple thing that stuck with me about like the next generation, which is that, you know, in most schools around the world, you know, there's there are kind of lessons to teach you about sport, isn't there? Like there's football lessons, there's netball lessons, you know, but uh, very few places do they actually teach the kids how to run and how to run well. And actually, most sports, what are you doing? Absolutely. You're running. You run within the sport, don't you? So that that whole notion that we're perhaps not taking the time to skill generations with like the uniqueness of themselves and how to run better and how things like junior park run all of these things could do these things couldn't they yeah. i think i think you know we're, we're there's a long way to go but the fact it's being recognized you know the 100%. fact you know what you guys also doing. uh a lot of people don't like running <laughs> i can't believe it have you heard yeah, who, who, heard are they, who are these people know, yeah, but, why? You know, definitely that it's like my daughter she's like thought well, both of them to be fair i've got two yeah. two girls like yeah, I mean, listen, I don't push anything on anybody. I'll do what I do and, you know, and hopefully subtly it's going in somewhere and whatever, but there's no pressure there. Like, you must run, like, running for everyone. If Yeah, mate, they're not fans. And I get that, you know, one, you know, once upon a time, running wasn't for me as it wasn't for, for us. But, yeah, as soon as it started to become a thing, like you mentioned, you see life through new eyes, you know, and it, had, it impacted me in so many ways. I mean, I started to run uh, when I gave up smoking. And it was the last thing I gave up. I gave up uh, lots of other bits and pieces over the years. Cigarettes was the last one. And uh, and it wasn't. It's was only through running that I started to look at other areas. I mean, spiritually, I looked at areas and kind of just that self awareness and all that comes with that. So that was okay. I was on a, a pathway with that. But in regards to kind of habits and food choices and all that kind of jazz, I didn't really pay much attention to. But through running, wow all of a sudden like you get back from when you think actually I don't want to read that or do that because that's gonna and it's yeah it's just changed my life you know and, and that's like the final 
nail really in the coffin if, if, if that's the right way of putting it into just a lifestyle you know and, and thinking about yeah where you're going how you're looking after yourself what you're eating what you're drinking all that kind of jazz you know it's just yeah it's, just, it's the gift that keeps on yeah. giving you know well it's those things yeah they come quite naturally they sort of take you by surprise because yes. you're like oh i'm not even thinking about you know rehauling my diet but you do it creeps up on you well, and you're especially like the ultra oh. diet's huge i'd imagine yeah. and how you feel your body and you know the mind's one thing but physically you know that must be just you know, just get out there and see because you can't really coach that stuff can you it's just all individual there just yeah. that's know. an important part of the the training like it, it is a big part of that's learning to to fuel to eat your nutrition you know when, when we coach we practice that you know something we practice weekly you know long runs of times for practicing that stuff so when you get to your event or whatever it is you want to do you know exactly yeah. what works for you and um, yeah I, I th think what mark just mentioned is it, like a real red rag to me <laughs> when uh, when so you know when you hear like you know you know someone and they don't like running i i, th I think for me and again it goes back to what you were saying before mark about like the journey that i've been on I'm sure you've both been on which is um you know there's so much more isn't there and it, it's never about the running for me i, I think um as you know it, it it's about movement isn't it yeah and i i think um there's a wonderful opportunity to to kind of bring in different elements so for me nature is such a fun fundamental part of this and obviously you know when you live in a city like london if you can run a bit closer to a park or to a forest, you're able to tap into that thing. And I, I, I would always say to that, but you know, it's, for me, it's not about running. You know, if I can encourage people to walk that same thing, then maybe over time, they'll walk a bit quicker. I mean, Paula and I have just started coaching this wonderful lady called Roz, and we had this great conversation with her and you know, we were doing the kind of the goal setting. And she said, oh, you know, I want to do the London Marathon and I want to do a PB. And, and then I want to do a kind of an ultra marathon because I've been going out to the trails and I've been absolutely loving it. And then she sort of went into this sort of evocative thing about, you know, like taking the time when she was in nature and seeing the trees and the air quality. And it was screaming in my head, why do you want to do the marathon yeah. you know ditch the marathon just walk around those trees hug those trees it's not about the running you know so again if there's a way that we can kind of peel back the layers and not make it about running mm. but then after the effect you think oh i was out on my feet or oh, actually did it quite fast or yeah it's that well, so that's just the byproducts of it's being consistent with, with anything it? you know yeah. and that's exactly so i smile when uh, you were sharing the story about how certain people position certain things to make it more attractive and uh, i tell this story all the time because it's uh well, it's a massive part of this where it all started is uh, a friend of mine said one day i feel like walking you know after a period of time of like a couple of months it wasn't just like one or two runs i was you know i tried my best and just turning around and saying to my mate like like you crack on mate like, <laughs> i'm all right like thank you and all that but this isn't for me and then he said like one day if we're like walking bang done sold okay there's positioned differently my mind shifted and i was willing to jump in and 
yeah and it is and then it kind of and then I used to share the story in a way is Paul actually the founder of Parkrun I was talking to him a few years ago uh, we met up and stuff and uh, I told him a story and I said it's never quite felt like walking and uh, and he laughed and he says well, what did he say you went along the lines of um, you're still going too quick and I was like okay good answer so I slowed down a bit more, but but yeah, they're incredible. You know, um, like I said, the opportunity. I love that, don't you, Paula? I mean, I think we we come across a lot of people who would say to us, um, "Oh, you know, you're doing this extreme stuff." You know, like you know, how does the body ever do as like what Paula does? You know, hundred k, hundred miles, and and the secret is you walk. <laughs> You eat lots. Yeah. <laughs> you're in nature. You know, you're not, yeah. you're not obsessively trying to push your body to breaking point by doing certain minute miles. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and as a coach, the greatest trick in the book is to say, go slower. Yeah. Start your run by doing the slowest 5K, 5K you've ever done. And they go, what, really? And like you say, that, that's the trick, isn't it? The trick is to, exactly as you've just said, go, go a bit slower. Yeah connect a little bit more there are these wonderful f- facts about how many like receptors there are in your feet there's tens of thousands of like mis- messages going to your brain and just let them do the talking you yeah. know just like put Love one that. foot yeah. down on the floor and just think about it i think you know? i found yeah. two new coaches <laughs> <laughs> well Signing but on, you know i i start every run with a walk yeah so I time it separately on Strava because I'm on my watch, love Strava. But I do, I walk for five minutes before every run and that's the time to to feel the bottom of my feet, to, you know, breathe a little bit, just to move my body. Because I run a lot in the morning, it's kind of the best time for me. So I haven't done a lot of movement often before. And it's, you know, I used to kind of be like, oh, I've got to get this run done. I haven't got much time, always rushing. Never felt that great to just sort of wake up, coffee, start running. And then and then I, th- I was like, right, you know, I'm going to walk. I've, I've got, if, if I have to do less running, I'll do less running. And, um, and, I, and I've kept it up pretty much, even if I do a 5K, I will still walk for five Lovely. minutes. And, and it is about that, that little switch in mindsets, you know, slowing it all down, taking that, pr- it kind of oh, takes that pressure, yes. takes the pressure off you. Um, so, yeah, I'd highly recommend that. Yeah, no, I think that's, a, that's, that's yeah, amazing. Brilliant I, advice. I remember in uh, in lockdown, I, um, I I was inspired by something. I think you know to kind of really stop the bad habits around Strava, as you said. That's such a wonderful habit. And I I, I started to do this thing where, in the middle of a run, I would just find something like there's there's a rock somewhere in Hackney Marshes, and I used to just sit on that rock until a point where my kind of uh, head had calmed down a bit, even though part, a little voice on my shoulder was going, oh, you're going to have a really useless Strava run. <laughs> you know, it's going to look really bad. Brilliant. And I thought, good, yes. good absolutely. You're in this lockdown craziness. Let's make this sort of habit form where you're going to break up your run and just lie on the floor or start singing a song or something just to, just to invert it. Yeah, I, I love that kind of walk mentality yeah throw a walk in there you know yeah, no, it's fantastic and like you said it's just just really just uh 
you know, which is in the fabric of run grateful. Just play around with it. Play around with your run. Play around with the structure of your run. Play around what it, you know what it means to you. Different runs throughout the week. Different miles throughout your miles. You know, if you're doing ten, just do one grateful run. You know, or if you're not doing none, and just do a great. You know, just just really play around with it. And yeah, just in between the years, just you know, just take care of yourself within that, and don't. You know, there's so many stresses in life, and I understand people 100% that, you know, use running for a certain thing, and that's absolutely incredible, as long as it does work for them, then that's brilliant. But when it gets to that point where it's not serving you no more, and then you don't do it because you're not as quick as you used to be or whatever, just, you know, just grow with it, you know, and then just, you know, just let it serve you in whatever ways when you're 100, so you can still (laughs) run and move when you're 100, you know, which is brilliant. But listen, I could talk to you guys all day. And, uh, <laughs> so we can definitely talk you know, uh, on a hundred mile one day. But just before we, we wrap up, you know, I can quite clearly see a little collaboration here um, with maybe me as an individual and uh, as I embark on my first ultra. So we can talk about that more after. But on that, what's the hopes for the next year? I know there's still a bit of uncertainty in the world, but is there anything that is certain, if you can call it that, but with your day-to-day, with what you've got going on with the ultra world and, and the events etc yeah well I think what's, what's certain is our Epping Forest Trail Run which is really exciting we've been doing a lot of reckeys running around Epping Forest I mean it's truly beautiful isn't it David it's it's a, it's going to be a, it's a great route it's a great run uh, based in London so I mean that's yeah that's definitely going to be going ahead and when's it um, so that is on the 9th of October how, how long is that <laughs> So that's a 50k trail ultra. So starting. How good a coach are you? How long we got? <laughs> How long we got? We got. I think we've got. We've got nine, ten weeks. Oh, I think yeah. we have enough time. We have oh, enough time. Oh, we have enough time. Um, Is Mark going to publicly say on this podcast? Yeah, the season one small step. But but yeah, that's 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 definitely on, and that's that's going to be Sounds fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First time in Epping Forest, is it first time event in that in that setting? Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, and I think this is the one that's really, like, I've, it's, you know, it's special. Like, I've, you know, done a lot of running around Epping and it's a, it's a beautiful place. And it's quite something, you know, it's immersing yourself in nature, the trees, everything about it. And it is on our doorsteps. It's, you know, it's in London, which feels all the more amazing when you're there to think you can run 50k, you know, through the forest like that. So, yeah, it's really special. You're putting up the signs. The signage, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll be. We will be, yeah. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of work to do, uh, yeah, prepping the route. I've got on my own (laughs) event in my hometown, so uh, I understand what goes on behind the scenes, and yeah, it's it's tricky, you know, making sure logistically everything, etc. So, really appreciate kind of, uh, yeah, you guys and, and other guys that do things similar because, yeah, to kind of, you know, create, you know, them opportunities to connect and go running and bring people together and go off and, and have their moments in time which you can reflect on and think, oh, you know, you get your medal and all that kind of jazz, which is lovely, but just, like I said, their moments in time is just, yeah, just great in it. You just want more of them than, than you don't. And, you know, this last year was, you know, you know, meant that we couldn't have as many moments as what we'd have liked, but, yeah, long, you know, fingers crossed, you know, that goes ahead, which it sounds like it's going to, which would be amazing. And, uh, yeah, you know, I might be on the start line, but we'll see. But, uh, yeah, unless there's any more from any more, anything from you, David, in regards to your next steps and, and stuff personally, not just with... Yeah, no, I mean, um, I think it's about, sometimes it's about, it's a reset, isn't it? 
you know, and sort of um, just really sort of thankful for, you know, a lot of things that um, have happened, you know, in terms of being able to kind of regroup uh, as a small little kind of Camino team, um, spending this kind of time with, uh, with Paula uh, and Darren especially. And, uh, yeah, you know, just the kind of community it is very special it is kind of very unique and um yeah just kind of looking forward to kind of doing things kind of locally here based in in hackney with you guys yeah um lots of yeah lots of potential yeah yeah being inspired by some of the things that you've said you know i i i personally need that kind of reminder about the the one grateful mile or cave yeah, it's a within, powerful thing within, mate. within the multitudes and um yeah so a few more of those kind of grateful miles will be yeah. uh, well, listen there's an open invitation there so yeah. don't matter who you are where you're from what you've got going on as we've suggested if you can lucky enough to move in in the ways in which we can then yeah there's there's no excuse really you know with gratitude a big thing something you're not too aware of you know start anywhere yeah. you know and through our platform hopefully there's enough pimp you know pins or whatever the word signposting you to various places in which you can go and educate yourself if that's the right way of putting it or just yeah you know just, just start on that journey and start you know introducing it to, to your running and boom a winning winning combo you know in, in my humble opinion anyway so it was yeah listen it's, it's not done me no harm so uh, i'm happy with that i didn't get to answer some of these fun questions but um yeah i feel like um we didn't need to really we didn't need to fill in the gaps because there was no gaps you know not that we ever do with these but i think it'd be rude not to at least ask one uh personally so not this is my favorite um no, actually, do you know what? This is really relevant. This ain't even. Uh, this isn't. Uh, um, yeah, where are we going with this, Mark? Okay, <laughs> let, 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 let's keep it. Um, they're all relevant, but let's keep it to. Let's finish off with a bit of gratitude. So, if there's one person, one thing, one experience that you're most grateful for, if you just want to shed a bit of light on on that that one thing, uh, just to finish the. The conversation off let's start with you Dave yeah I mean it's um it's very easy for me to answer this question um my uh father-in-law uh Terry um passed away a couple of days ago oh well um okay it's it's been a really tough um sort of 18 months for for Val my mother-in-law and Gabby my my wife uh, and their family uh, for lots of different circumstances, and um, I, I can, I can really. You would have loved Terry, Mark. You know what I mean. He was a, a Londoner. Um, he was a wonderful storyteller. Uh, he was quite cheeky, <laughs> and uh, he just had this spirit about him. You know, he um, he would just sort of wander into typically like you know a, a sort of pub, the, the the unloved pubs of London. And within seconds, you know, it, he would have gathered a, a group around him and they'd have been talking about something in, in a kind of positive mindset, you know. And, um, yeah, just a few years ago, we I was doing a, a 10K race up in, uh, in the lakes and um, he came along to kind of do a bit of... Um, him and Val came along to do a bit of kind of childcare. And uh, he was just like, 10K? I can do 10K. And uh, yeah, he rocked up, and um, you know, it was just one of those that that sort of thing about him yeah. that he he uh, 
he had that within him to sort of take those steps at all points and inspire other people around him and uh, he, he was a wonderful wonderful you know guy and, and yeah, uh, like very it. sort of special as a sort of father-in-law so I am so it, it's tough to process but um, you know through the kind of mindset of gratitude I am really grateful for the many years that we were able to do lots of incredible things together you know yeah. so I'm thinking about him buddy yeah, no, thanks for sharing that and uh, thanks for showing up today because, mm. you know, it's still pretty raw, I, I would guess. So, uh, yeah, appreciate you showing up and sharing. I'm glad I asked the question eh, so you could bring a, you know, bring him into the conversation. Yeah. So uh, thanks for that. Appreciate it. Paula? Um, yeah, so I was thinking about this this morning, actually. So, you know, for me, um, my son's school, my youngest son, the teachers at his school, oh, it's been a big thing for me during lockdown um, where my son was diagnosed with autism syndrome disorder and that was like a really rocky journey that kind of got things got really bad during lockdown when he was at home and it was a difficult situation for him his nice structure of his life that had been holding him together before, um, totally disintegrated. And, you know, at that time, we didn't really know what was going on for him. We kind of, I had an idea as a mum, there was something going on. But, yeah, the sort of, the, the care and interest that the, the school and specifically his class teachers kind of showed to me and my partner Matt over that time, which was really challenging time for us, you know, well, it's when I think about it, I, it does. It brings a tear to my eye because that the, the, they cared so much that they kind of helped us get the help that we needed. They didn't kind of just um, sort of think that he was like the naughty kid because yeah. that behaviour pretty much kind of his uh, the autism kind of manifests itself kind of in in that way. But if you dig a bit deeper, so yeah, so that's you know. That whole of lockdown, those sort of silver linings and, and, and all of that, we got the support of the school and we were able to get a diagnosis. And, you know, that in the long run is, you know, really good for him to kind of, he can get the help and, yeah, and support he, he needs now. So, yeah, big Big thanks and very grateful Big to stuff. them. Listen, yeah. Like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's just a constant reminder, you know, that, you know, it's, it's, as you know, we've just gone up a notch or down a notch, whatever way you want to describe it. You know, it's been a really tough week uh, for, for me also, just personally with a few things that are going on. And yeah, just that constantly reminded that, you know, there's some amazing people out there doing some amazing work. You know, if you don't get caught up with the noise and the negativity and, you know, not obviously forgetting that that goes on because that's a big part of, of you know what happens and uh, so yeah you can't always create this perfect heavenly type scenario you know but you can definitely surround yourself with certain people and energies to uplift you and as we've mentioned a few times and yeah because you know like you mentioned like there's certain days that are testing and you know and, and literally change your life forever you know whether it be a person that leaves us that has had a massive influence on us and be part of our lives or you know, your son and the journey he's going to go on maybe with you boys. So it's, so it's just, yeah, we, we need each other, don't we? Yeah, we need running sure. and we need each other and yeah. we need gratitude and we need, we just yeah. need, just need the good stuff, mate, to yeah, fight absolutely. away, to fight away the, whew, but anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
we're not leading into another podcast here, so <laughs> no. we're going to finish this one it's been amazing thanks as always to Danny for the guy you don't we don't see none of us but uh, the guy the guy that you don't hear um, Go Danny. So good man Danny and yeah, uh, thanks thank so you. much for showing up today and, and I've got a hunch you know we can you know we're going to we're going to you know form quite a decent little connection friendship whatever so and it's been great being so here much. thanks for yeah thanks for having nah, us brilliant brilliant thank you okay okay so yeah really enjoyed that just reflecting on another great conversation uh, really enjoyed that chat with david and paula and you know as always didn't really quite know where it's going to go you know there's no real structure to it but organically just yeah led us in various directions from ultra running to parenthood to you know real life raw situations that uh, that they find themselves in over the last period of time uh, personally so yeah had a little bit of everything and really made me think about certain things and uh, the ultra world just seems a bit more inviting now so uh, oh yeah more would be revealed there but another great conversation sitting around gratitude and movement and getting other people's thoughts and feelings around that that subject that we're so passionate about here at run grateful so i hope you enjoyed the conversation uh, tell your mates and we will look forward to the next episode <laughs>